0: It says but you will receive power when the Holy Spirit what comes upon you and you will be my witnesses telling people about me everywhere in Jerusalem throughout Judea in Samaria and to the ends of the earth so it's very clear right here that the Holy Spirit he teaches you he guides you into all truth Showing you that you have the victory, but then he's also the one who empowers you. He's the one that helps you get the job done, or I should say, who gets the job done through you. Remember what I said, we are not the body of Christ just to have a neat title. The body of Christ has always got the job done, and when he ascended, and, sent the whole, oh, and God sent the Holy Spirit, the, the, the task of the body of Christ, of getting the job done, didn't stop. That's why you should never see a church that is not out doing some form of outreach and ministry. Amen? What we do on Sundays and Wednesdays is a small part. But man, if you're not out there ministering to the lost, how can you claim to be the body of Christ? The body of Christ was given for sacrifice. Think about that. Jesus' body, it was was given for sacrifice. It was given for ministry. It was given for love, Uh, for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son. That's the reason why Christ had a body, was to love the world. So how can we say we're the church with the body of Christ, but we won't go out to the world and then sacrifice for it? And love it but praise God that's why we call ourselves world changers because that's what we're called to do let's look a little bit more at the work of the Holy Spirit go to John chapter 16 verse 5 John chapter 16 verse 5 the work of the Holy Spirit is also to remind us that there is nothing more to add to the work that Jesus has already finished There's nothing more to add to the work that Jesus has already finished Somebody says, well we just had a whole Easter message and we kind of talked about this We did, but I want to make sure that you have these scriptures and have this understanding Because whenever you get to the point that you actually start trying to go and do this One of the tricks of the enemy is Is he's going to come back and try to hit you with these three areas And make you think that you're not saved That you are not the righteousness of God and somewhere along the way, you got a sin problem, and so God's judging you. And all of that is designed to get into your head to once again get you to sit down and not serve God and let the Holy Spirit use you. Now, you made him sit down in the church. You know, oh, I just, I, I'm, I'm unworthy. It's, it's my season of sitting. I just need to sit down and I can't serve. Come on, somebody. And God is like, girl, get up. I've overcome the world, your sins have been forgiven, you are the righteousness of God, the devil is defeated, sentence has already been passed upon him, you're good to go. So don't, don't, don't allow those tricks to trip you up, but I'm going to show them to you so you can write it down and have some notes so that when and if he attacks, you will have what you need. Uh, verse 5, it says, but now, this is Jesus talking, but now I am going away to the one who sent me and not one of you is asking me where am I going, instead you grieve. Because of what I've told you. But in fact, it is best for you that I go away. Because if I don't, the advocate, who we had talked about earlier, won't come. If I do go away, then I will send him to you, and when he comes, he will, here's the three things he's going to do. Number one, convict the world of its sin. And of God's righteousness, number two, and of the coming judgment, number three. Now those are very important. So he says the work of the Holy Spirit, even if you have a New Living Translation, digital Bible, it literally says at the top of that as a subheading, the work of the Holy Spirit. So while we've talked about the Holy Spirit working in you so that he can work through you, here is also his work. He is constantly convicting us or the world of its sin. I'm going to explain that in a minute. He is constantly convicting the world of God's righteousness. Right? This is how this sentence is written. And he's also constantly convicting the world of the coming judgment. Now, let me show you a little bit of error that has happened in the past when this passage has been preached on. This passage often has been used as a passage to tell you that the Holy Spirit's going to get you and shake you (laughs) to remind you you are a sinner and you need to stop it. Because he's going to convict you of your sin. But that word convict also means, in this particular context, to convince you. Because when I read this sentence and I say He's going to convict the world Of its sin, then it says Comma, and of God's judgment What what, what of God's judgment? He's going to convict the world Of God's judgment That's how you probably would read that So wait, he's going to Correct me about God's Sorry About God's righteousness He's going to shake me that, That didn't seem to fit together He's going to Get on me about God's righteousness? He's going to get on me about the coming judgment? But when you understand that that word also means convince, he's going to convince the world of his sin, and he's going to convince the world of God's righteousness, and he's going to convince the world of the coming judgment. Convince us about what? He explains it actually in the next scripture. In the next verse, okay, go, yeah, go ahead and go to that. He says in verse 9, The world's sin, he's going to convince the world about the world's sin, is that it refuses to believe in him, in Jesus. That's the sin problem. I used to read that all the time. He's going to convince you that you're a little no-good nasty fornicator. He's going to convince you that you're just a drug addict. No, 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 what he's saying is is he's going to convince the world that it's sin issue is that it refuses to believe in the finished works of Jesus what does that say that your sins have already been forgiven that you've already been redeemed that he doesn't even remember your sins anymore the Holy Spirit is inside of you constantly convincing you that you no longer even have a sin problem because we believe in Jesus and what he took to care of on the cross that I believe his work is complete. So whenever the enemy comes, the Holy Spirit is on the inside of you. The Spirit of God is on the inside of you saying, he lying, you're not a sinner any longer. My son took care of that. So you stay focused on what I'm trying to do through you to love others. If you understand that, say amen. The next part says he's gonna convince you about, keep going, righteousness. What about righteousness? That righteousness is available because I go to the Father. And you will see me no more. What is he saying? The Holy Spirit is going to be in you, convincing you that you are right with God. I died. I took care of sin. And now I'm ascending. And because I'm going to be seated in heavenly places and you're united with me, so are you. You are now an heir of God. You are a joint heir with me. And so you can now come boldly before the throne of grace. Why? Because you are right with God. You have a right to enter into that place because you have a seat in that place with me. Let me say it to you this way. What he's saying is, is you got a seat at the table because I got a seat at the table. And So now you have a right to be in the room. You got a right to speak up You have a right to to stand up and to function and operate because of me You are the righteousness of God and the Holy Spirit is constantly in you reminding you of that So when the devil tries to make you think you're not good enough, you're not worthy enough You didn't go to school long enough. You never got ordained and licensed. You didn't do this that another you just got saved Whatever that is he's sitting there saying listen You got a right to all that I have you have a right to all that God has made available because you are the righteousness of God that's part of the work of the Holy Spirit he's telling you, you do not have a sin problem he is telling you that you are the righteousness of God if you understand that say amen and number three dealing with the judgment issue is in you convicting you or convincing you that judgment will come because the ruler of this world the ruler of this world not you the ruler of this world one version says Satan has already been judged again this scripture has been preached and it has been preached that this judgment was about you and me come on somebody I thought our judgment was taken care of on Calvary so, if Christ, if I'm sorry, if Jesus took care of my judgment on Calvary, how is God turning around and judging me again? There is no double jeopardy when it comes to the things of God. Sin can only be judged one time, and it was judged on Him, and He was found guilty for me. He was found guilty for you. So, this judgment can't be talking about us, it's talking about Satan. And he literally says, your sins have been forgiven. You're good to go. You are my righteousness. You have a right to operate with me here on earth. And judgment has already been taken care of. I've judged the devil. He's been found guilty. He's already been judged, so don't even worry about it. Because when somebody's already been judged, and one one version says, and sentence has already been passed upon him, you ain't got to worry about that criminal no more, do you? You ain't got to worry about that person coming to your house and trying to steal something. Why? They've been judged. Sentence is passed upon them. They're already in the system. I need you to understand the devil's already in the system. God already got that taken care of. So when you go and operate out in this world with the Holy Spirit, you don't have to worry about him getting in your way. Oh, I was trying to pray for somebody, and the demon came up, and da 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 da. That demon has no authority. They're already in the system. It's like they just screaming through the cell. That's all they can do. They can't touch you. They can't do nothing to you. Why? He's already overcome the world. So the Holy Spirit is in you, and if you if if and I'm trying to show you this tonight, so that you will, when you hear His voice speaking to you about these things, you'll know that that's God. I don't know if you've ever been there before, and I've and I got a, a, a sneaky suspicion, some of you have, that when you are actually trying to do things for God and these voices start coming up saying, you're, you're just no good, you're a sinner, you're not worthy, uh, God's looking at you and he's judging you, that you hear this other voice saying, you're good. Everything is all right. And I don't know if you knew that that was God, but now you do. That's the Holy Spirit on the inside of you, convincing you, convicting you. That everything's good if you understand this now say amen this is the work of the Holy Spirit so all these points are simple truths and he's still guiding you to that truth let me tell you to you this way in connection with our message on Sunday the truth that he's getting at in all of this is that when it comes to your sins the debt is fully paid somebody say that with me the debt is fully paid When it comes to the punishment, the sentence has already been fully served. Jesus did that for you. He died. He paid the ultimate price. And then when it comes to being the righteousness of God, the victory or the battle is already won. Jesus took care of all of that in the Holy Spirit It's constantly reminding you your sins have been forgiven. You are the righteousness of God. And Satan, I love it this way, I read this somewhere. Satan has been disarmed and defeated by God. Somebody says, what's so special about that? Go with me to Genesis chapter 3, verse 14. Satan has been disarmed and defeated by God. Genesis chapter 3, verse 14, it says, Then the Lord God said to the serpent, Because you have done this, you are cursed more than all animals, domestic and wild. You will crawl on your belly. See, you didn't understand that he had arms and legs at this time. He had limbs, I should say. Because you have done this, you are cursed more than all the animals, domestic and wild. Keep going. Keep going. You will crawl on your belly, groveling in the dust, as long as you live. And I will cause hostility between you and the woman and between your offspring and her offspring. He will strike at your head or bruise your head and you will strike his heel. Talking about Jesus. Satan has been disarmed. He has been defeated. (laughs) He ain't got no feet, he ain't got no arms. He has no ability to have any success in your life. And the Holy Spirit will constantly keep reminding you Of this truth. If you understand this, say amen. So the good news is, guys, we have been restored. We have been restored with God, and our position with Him is one that we no longer have to be ashamed. Go to Genesis chapter 2, verse 25, since we're over here. Genesis 2 25, this is what the scripture says. It says, Now the man and his wife were both naked, but they what felt no shame we 've been restored back to a place that we are free in him, and we don 't have to be ashamed way back in the beginning when God created us, we knew no sin, so there was no shame. I want you to get this now: man and woman were not conscious of anything but what God had said there was no sin thoughts, if you will. There was no sin issue, if you will. So the fact that they were naked, they weren't like, oh my God, you know, there was no shame. The consciousness of sin is what ultimately brings about shame. And if you constantly keep thinking that God did not complete his work, that Jesus didn't put in a good day's work, then you'll keep thinking that you got a sin problem, that what Jesus did wasn't enough. And you'll find yourself walking around ashamed, convicted the wrong way, and then the Holy Spirit will have a hard time working through you, but you've been restored back to this original position where all is well. Skip over to verse six in chapter three. It says the woman was convinced. She saw that the tree was beautiful and its fruits looked delicious and she wanted the wisdom it would give her. So she took some of the fruit and ate it. Then she gave some to her husband who was with her and he ate it too. At that moment, their eyes were open, and they suddenly felt shame in their nakedness. Their eyes were open. Sin had now entered into the picture and now they're no longer not ashamed they're ashamed so what did they do they immediately went to start fixing the problem on their own they immediately went to work they became seamstress <laughs> and sold fig leaves together to cover themselves and I need you to understand that's a very powerful scripture right there because instead of being used by God, instead of functioning in the task that he had given them, their attention went from the task that he had given them to dominate, to rule and to reign, and their attention went to covering and working for themselves. And that's what the enemy wants to keep us doing. He wants us not to focus on the world. He wants us not to focus on the work of the Lord. He wants to keep you in a state of depression, sickness, disease, and shame so you can keep sowing fig leaves together trying to cover yourself. I'm here to tell you that you're free. I'm here to tell you that you're forgiven. I'm here to tell you that you are the righteousness of God. I'm here to tell you that you are no longer bound and you should never be walking in shame again. Why? Because there is no condemnation to those who are in Christ Jesus. You don't have a sin problem. Verse 8. It says, when the cool evening breezes were blowing, the man and his wife heard the Lord God walking about in the garden, so they hid themselves. They're still working. They hid themselves from the Lord God amongst the trees, as if he couldn't see them. Then the Lord God called to the man, where are you? He replied the man i heard you walking in the garden so i hid Isn't that what sometimes happens to this day the holy spirit says i want to use you i'm looking for you where are you i want to talk with you and we're hiding from him i don't want to go to church because i got this sin in my life i don't want to show up to this place that he told me to go and serve people at because i don't feel worthy and we find ourselves constantly hiding ourselves away from God as if He can't see you. He sees you and He's looking for you because He loves you. He said, I was afraid because I was naked. I was afraid because I was in this state of shame. I was afraid because I have sin. Verse 11 is so important. God said, Who told you? You were naked have you eaten from the tree whose fruit i commanded you not to eat now that jesus has given his life now that you do not have a sin problem now that you are the righteousness of god now that judgment has already been passed upon satan i want to ask you that same question tonight as you make a decision to let the lord use you who's telling you that you're naked who's telling you that you need to be ashamed who's telling you that you're no good who's telling you that you'll never be enough who's telling you that you're not anointed who's telling you that you're not educated enough who's telling you these lies that go against what god is saying on the inside of you i don't care what the situation looks like i don't care what the enemy is lying to you about believe god believe god and trust in the finished works of jesus Jesus put in a good day's work for the lives of others and now it's our turn. We have been restored and we are now responsible. Somebody said that would be, I'm, I'm restored and now I'm responsible. We gotta get get back on the job, y'all. In Luke 10, 19, he gave us power. In Acts one and eight, he gave us power. So it's time for us to armor up. And get ready for war I said what'd you just say (laughs) you are now the the, the, it's it's one we got the victory but if you being honest just in your own family it's time for war if you're being honest just in your own neighborhood just on your job it's time for war what we did on Saturday that was part of the war and God is looking for his children. The Bible even says the whole world is waiting for the manifestation of us, y'all. So it's time to armor up. It's time to gird, gird up our loins, like we talked about a couple of weeks ago, so that we can let him use us. Last scripture and then we'll close. First uh, Peter chapter four, verse 10. First Peter chapter four, verse 10. Uh, we'll look at 10 and, and let's look at 10 and 11 it says God has given each of you somebody say that's me God has given each of you a gift from his great variety of spiritual gifts use them well to do what serve one another do you have the gift of speaking then speak as though god himself were speaking through you do you have the gift of helping others do it with all the strength and energy that god supplies then everything you do will bring god glory Oh, sorry will bring glory to god through jesus christ all glory and power to him forever and ever amen that's the charge take this gift that he's giving you use it i'm not just talking about talent i'm talking about the gift that he's giving you something dropped in my spirit when i was reading that understand that some of you still may not even know what those gifts are because a gift is something that you don't have on your own it's something that requires the hand of god in and on your life so you may think your gift is not speaking but that's because you hadn't tried it yet thank you holy spirit i'm just gonna minister this to you real quick as it's coming to me he's telling me that if you would get into the places that he's telling you to get into he'll tell you what to do and for many of us it's going to sound odd because it's not what you are used to doing or what you think you can do but then you will see his gift come upon you and you'll be able to do what you never could before You'll be able to speak like you never could before. You'll be able to minister like you never could before. You'll be able to pray like you never could before. You'll be able to help people like you never could before. You'll be able to minister healing like you never could before. Because it's not through your ability, it's through His. And you will receive power after He comes upon you. Not after you come upon you so you may be talented in other things but he may want to use you in a whole other way how would i know listen to him follow his voice and be courageous enough to follow him wherever he leads you and let him use you amen amen let's give god a hand clap of praise for that father we thank and praise you for this charge and this call on tonight to trust you enough to trust in the finished works of Jesus enough to allow ourselves as the body of Christ to be used by you in this world to spread your love and to minister this gospel of grace so that people understand it and are empowered to change we're careful to give you all the glory honor and praise for the victory that comes from it Now if you're out there while every head is bowed and every eye is closed and you don't know Jesus as your personal Lord and Savior and and you want to be saved pray this prayer with me Dear Heavenly Father I believe that Jesus died on the cross for me I believe that my sins have been forgiven I believe that I am the righteousness of God and I believe that grace has saved me so I declare tonight that I am born again jesus you are lord of my life thank you for loving me it's in your name i pray amen and amen well hey let me go ahead and get you out of here so if you just stand to your feet and just raise your hands before the lord father i thank you right now for your blessing upon each and every person i thank you lord as we leave this place we go in grace now to him who is able to keep us from falling and present us faultless before the almighty god to him be glory majesty dominion and power both now and forever father i thank you right now that we make a decision to let you use us and i thank you that every natural need that exists for those who are here and for those who are in our e-community I thank you that it is met right now in Jesus' name. I call angels to move on the behalf of these your children. And I thank you for the things that are already done in the spirit be now made manifest in the natural healing, prosperity, relationships, security, whatever it is, Lord, it's already done. In the spirit so we call it forth into the natural right now by the authority that you've given us as we do it in the name of jesus we believe it and we receive it amen amen hey we love you guys so much